Hey, it's Keith. Oh, hi, Keith. Howdy. I just thought I'd call to check uh, that you survived the uh, the huge storm I heard about. Uh, yeah, we didn't have any power outages. I guess the office was out over the weekend, but we weren't. Oh, that's lucky. Yeah, because the only person I could really get in touch with is Dan. I just texted him, and yeah, he said he was okay on the south side, but he did see some power outage on the north side. Oh, apparently the south side had a quite good hit. I, well, it's probably at least as hard or harder up yeah. around... Um, Rexton High School, Prospect Street, that area. Yeah, he mentioned that, uh, which does make sense, that he probably got away because uh, he's on, like, the hospital grid, so, you know, that, like, that one doesn't go down as much, it seems. But, yeah, I was just curious because, uh, you know, I've got my Twitter set to Canada, so I do get a lot of Canada news, but it's still, like, when New Brunswick shows up as one of the top ten things people are, are tweeting about, you know, obviously something is going on because that doesn't usually They're happen. They're hard up for news. Yeah, I think the last time it was. That's what I like about Twitter is it is kind of democratic. You know, it's not people picking uh, a news story. It is just literally here's the top ten things people are actually talking about. And, you know, luckily it wasn't a shooting this time. <laughs> but, but yeah, as I searched into it, like Fredericton came up a lot. And uh, I mean, apparently it was really bad. Like I read like 100,000 homes didn't have, or 100,000 people, whatever that means. I think originally maybe there was. And now it's down to 23,000 or something, I think. Right, still then. Because um, it's it been a couple of, a, of days. It was kind of interesting, though. I was here in bed watching TV, and I there's a little, a little wind chime up there on the deck. Well, it was kind of... And then I then I, I could hear sort of a, a weird sound, but I couldn't hear So then I turned the mute off on the TV. Right. And it was one of those... <laughs> nights. So it was quite, a, it was quite windy. And there was rain, of course, with it, too. Yeah, it was tough to get a sense of it, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Again, I mean, you're not wrong about the slow news day thing. I mean, it was also whatever, you know, 10 at night or 9 at night. So nothing else was happening, but I kind of got the sense. It seemed kind of bad from what, what I was gathering. But I guess it I only... It was kind of one of those, um, like in the middle of winter, sometimes you get those storms that are like that. Right. Yeah, and I mean, in a way, too, since it happened uh, when I heard about it was at night, it's like, well, in some ways, it's not the worst time because you got to go to bed anyway. <laughs> just might as well just sleep sleep through it. But And it's uh, it's not that cold like today, but it was cold like uh, on Sunday. It was, it was windy, cold, and chill to your bones kind of thing. So for people who didn't have heat, it was probably a little, yeah, a little chilly. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost, I almost, I was just thinking on my way here, because I've got this awesome uh, winter coat that Brad gave me that is like, you know, usually I just ditch my coats every spring and buy a new one, but I'm actually going to try to hang on to this one somehow next summer because it's so good and it's been so great when it gets cold, but I, I kind of wish it was colder because I don't have any <laughs> options. Hold on, it will be. Yeah, well, in Toronto, I don't know if it will be. It's just, it's like, you know, <laughs> like I'm looking forward to getting out of here just so I can really use this coat because yeah I don't have any mid option I only have this one coat and uh, and yeah it's just like I'm just sweaty and hot I'm <laughs> just like man I wish it would get colder like today it's like Vancouver it's been raining for like three days here and it's just gray and yeah you know well, we've had it really it's fairly cold but the whole month of October it's kind of been the shit here it's been cold for October right yeah so again yeah I'm sure once I'm back home and I'm you know, the the wind is like the acid in the face, cold. You know, then I reserve the right to complain about that then. But yeah, right now I was like, kind of miss it a little bit. But a lot of this was 
Trees uh, falling on power lines, that's what's caused a lot of it. Yeah, I did see a little bit of, because uh, I guess those are the things that bubble up to the top, is uh, about fires, about yeah, trees hitting power lines. And then people are always spouting off their weird opinions about like how come New Brunswick doesn't have more underground power lines. It's like, who, who anywhere has underground power lines? Is that a thing? <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, well, especially in a rural area. You know, we're pretty rural. Yeah. But even now, yeah, I'm at, I'm at uh, Warden Station in Toronto, you know, pretty major station. It's, you know, pretty, pretty much as city-fied as a city can get, and I can see a pole with a power line on it right now. I mean, yeah, it's like, I don't know, it's just a funny thing to complain about. Because it's always that tone that these, like, wags have when they complain online of, like, I can't believe there's still above-in-the-air power lines all throughout New Brunswick. And it's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> like, is this really? It's just been eating away at this guy. This radical thing that no one is even thinking about. <laughs> I just thought that was kind of funny. Well, and, uh, you know, if we get enough of this, people will get used to lighting up their candles and getting some kerosene lamps. Right. <laughs> Head back to the fully, fully back to the past. Mm, buying their generators. So, yeah, I mean, I guess because I just talked to you, whatever, a week and a half ago. Nothing else, really. Maybe I close the door and lock her out. Yeah, right. Freak. Yeah, that's the other thing. I was just thinking this about this is my, my, uh, I don't know, my, what's the word? I mean, I know, I, I don't know what the word is when you want to fight animals. <laughs> it's like being a, uh, what's a, now I can't even think of the word when you don't like people. Mis misanthropy? Was that a, I don't know, I can't think of words today. Anyway, I was thinking with that dog, uh, it's funny because that, that terrier just wants to fight all the time but it doesn't know that we're in a polite society where I'm not allowed to fight back. Because, yeah, I'd fight. I'd fight it all day. I'd kick it in the face every fucking day if I could. <laughs> you know, I'm willing to fight. But the dog doesn't know that, you know, it's fighting a fight that I'm not allowed to fight back, which is just very annoying. Well, well when it's always Mark that she does it too. And when he looks at her, then she runs away. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then the minute she turns, he turns his her his back on her, and she goes after him again. I'm the boss here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I shouldn't complain about a you know a creature that has a tennis ball sized brain. <laughs> Just so loud. So I guess that's the survival. That's how small dogs survived all this time. Is that they're so goddamn loud. Anyway, all I was going to say is that, yeah, I don't really have much going on. I just really thought I would uh, just check up on the storm thing, see if there was a story there. But I'm glad... If we were in the dark, well, no, there really isn't. I mean, yeah, it's better that there wasn't, you know. It's like, oh, yeah, the roof blew off the house, you know. <laughs> like, I just wanted to make sure nothing crazy happened. Well, a lot of shingles blew off the church next door. No oh, shit. So I went out on the Sunday morning and checked out our roof, but our cars were still here. Cool. Yeah, well, it's not so bad then. Oh, so I got a little bit of, uh, not a ton of feedback, but a little bit of Canada-wide uh, feedback about the, uh, the slang list from last time I called you, from the New Brunswick slang. So uh, just stuff like, uh, you know, uh, one of my Ontario friends said that, he says, you know, a lot of that stuff, you know, back in the day or whatever, or the other day, I guess it was, yeah, back in, you know, you know, like a lot of those are just stuff that he says as well. And... Uh, 
But, but specifically about Newfoundland, uh, they don't use the word hurting, you know, like where ours was like, oh, it's right hurting. Um, but they do use the word sook. And this girl, Rayanne, specifically said that like nobody outside of Atlantic Canada knows sook. Like she moved to Ontario when she was in her teens and she had to stop saying it because nobody knew what it meant. So that one is... You mean as in, don't be such a sook? Yeah, exactly. So that one is definitely fully regional. But that's the only one I can confirm for sure. is <laughs> just us. Oh, the other thing that's kind of interesting is uh, Scribbler. Is uh, how you uh, theorize that the, it's like a brand name. But it's, it's not. I looked it up and that's like, that one really is pretty ingrained. Like ingrained enough that, that we think it's a brand name or that there's a Scribbler brand or books that say Scribbler. But really, it's, uh, it's really old slang, like way old, from like the 1800s. And around 1890, everybody stopped using the term scribbler, except New Brunswick. <laughs> but I'm sure I've seen notebooks that had scribbler written on them. I mean, maybe, but I don't, I mean, they'd have to be a New Brunswick brand, you know, like, because I can think of like Hillroy books and stuff, but... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess keep your eyes peeled if you ever are at, like, a, I don't know, an old uh, church sale or something, and there's old books. But uh, it, it was really, like, when I looked up the term scribbler, it, it literally mentioned New Brunswick. Like, we really are the keepers of the term. But it used to be pretty common. It was just a word for, you know, a, a notebook that you write in. Yeah, for a notebook. That you know, it used to be the campfire. Scribbling. Campfire notebook. But it actually said campfire notebook. Right. But I mean, I think oh, that... Hillroy. See, I mean, if that is true, like, I don't know, I, I'd, uh, maybe I'll, I'll do some informal... I don't know if you find a Hillroy. If it says Hillroy Scribbler. Yeah, like, it could be. I mean, I, I, maybe there are books that say Scribbler. Like, I'm going to keep my eyes peeled when I'm back in New Brunswick. But it could just be that we're so used to the term that we just assume, you know, like Kleenex or Xerox or whatever, crayon, you know, just these, like, words that we're just used to using as the as the name so maybe we just assume that scribbler is a brand name but it seems like it's not it seems like a funny name to have for a notebook too because the first to scribble is you know to to do crap yeah you know, just like, to like not a serious pursuit yeah just yeah <laughs> the it's scribbler. not even writing necessarily it's uh, like you just take your pen and you might be making circles or you might be making squares or you just, you know, put a big mark across the page, like a big Z or something. That's a scribble. Oh, and the other one that was on that list that I didn't bring up because I, uh, I've i never really heard it was dooryard. Do you know dooryard is like for front yard? Because <laughs> yeah. uh, I wasn't even going to bring that one up because I've never heard it before, but uh, your sister Janet posted it on Facebook the other day, a thing about yeah, like, dooryard. if you know the term dooryard, I bet you're from New Brunswick. And I, I've honestly never heard dooryard in my life, so I, I didn't think to use that one on the list, but I mean, I got, yeah, I got confirmation, so... Did you never heard the word dooryard before? No, not, not really. And it must be a pretty famous one because that list, that's where I got it from. The guy's website is called dooryard.ca. Like, that's kind of the heavy hitter, but I've never heard oh, dooryard. Really? Maybe it's just because we didn't have a big dooryard? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, it's the yard that was by the door. Yeah, I guess. You see sure. a backyard. But yeah. More so than being a front yard. I, isn't it so it's not the front yard? Well, what the fuck yard is it? How many yards do you need to have? <laughs> so what would the dooryard be then? The dooryard was just, 
Well, the, the door that you commonly use, right. it could have been a front door, I suppose. Right. But it's the door that you commonly use. So if you, you know, your parents would say, go out into the dooryard. I see. So it could be like on the side of the house or something. It could be the side, the back, uh, maybe the front. But the front yard was more like something that was on the street. So right, if the you were a child, you didn't pay, you, didn't, you weren't necessarily using that door. Right, the front door is for back door. for your Sunday guests and the dooryard is for day-to-day use. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, we can add that one to the list then. Yeah, and then, but yeah, I really never but heard yeah, that Yeah, the one. yard, it was just the yard that was closest to the door that you would most commonly use. Yeah, and there's occasional like Canadian slang like that that definitely just slipped by me. Like, supposedly, we use the word Chesterfield a lot. I still don't even know what a Chesterfield is. Is it a couch or is it a it's, foot it's cushion? It's a couch. It's a, a couch, okay. Yeah, because I don't know. There's just certain words that, yeah, we just didn't use, so so I missed out on them. And I think it's named for somebody named Chesterfield. Yeah, Or Chester, No, Chesterfield. I'm sure it's, you should look up the origin of Chesterfield. Yeah, who knows? It seems to me that was like a brand name for... You know, in uh, maybe the turn of the 19th or the 20th century, well, people it's... had like a horsehair Chesterfield. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it could be. It... You say it, doesn't it? It's funny too that how like we just kind of make up these origins for things that may or may not even be true. Like the one I always heard was that the toilet was supposedly made by a guy named Sir Thomas Crapper, and I was like, yeah, maybe. Okay, that sounds yeah, that's so pretty I've funny. That but yeah, then I heard somewhere else like that that's not true, and I'm like, okay. I mean, I guess I don't really care either way. Or like the Earl of Sandwich, I have no idea if that one's true or not. <laughs> the guy who invented the sandwich, like I don't Earl know. Sandwich. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> like, like I saw one the other day. Uh, um, uh, I had never heard of a Morris chair before, but I've got a Morris chair. A, a Morris chair? Morris. A Morris chair. M-O-R-R-I-S. Okay, yeah, I don't the know other that. day I was reading a poem by, um, by uh, Robert Service, and he talked about settling down in a Morris chair. And this would have been, oh, I don't know, maybe the poems written, maybe 1920, I suppose. And I thought, oh yeah, look at that, a Morris chair. Now, the, the, more, the more, and it's kind of like a recliner, but it had, uh, like this one that I've got doesn't have any stuffing or anything, it's just wood. Right. But it does, it, it, it would have been a, an initial recliner. It doesn't kind of spring back like the ones you have now, you have to set it. And you could set it at different levels, so it could lay quite flat, or it could lay at an angle, or it could sit bolt upright. Um, but it must be named for somebody named Morris, I presume. Yeah, it really is weird. Like, yeah, language is such a, it's such a strange thing of how it just keeps shifting and changing. I actually, uh, I heard a whole, it was like a university lecture I downloaded and listened to once about uh, when I was a projectionist, I had a lot of free time. And it was just about language and how it has progressed and how, uh, like, the written word actually kind of messed things up because, like, language is supposed to change way faster. Like by the time, basically it used to be that by the time you had grandkids, back in like tribal days, half of the things you said your grandkids had different words for, like it just constantly changed. But now that we write stuff down, it's like we're trying to hold on and we're trying to keep things stable, but they still change, it just takes longer now. And yeah, we end up with all these weird ass terms from 200 years ago or so, that just they're like a Morris chair, all right, why not? And then they again, and then those words will eventually get recognition. And once they make it to the dictionary, then they're an accepted word. Yeah. Oh man, it's weird too. Like I really do feel bad for people that have to learn English 
as a second language. These poor fucks, like, uh, uh, I haven't heard a ton from Brad in uh, Japan, but basically just that he said he's, he's not picking it up as quickly as he hoped that he would. He's mostly, he's more like getting comfortable with being illiterate, is what he said. He's like, yeah, when I walk around, realistically, I can't tell what's going on. I can't read stuff. I can't, you know, understand when people talk, but I'm getting used to being that way. But so obviously Japanese, you know, it's tough because he, he went in with a pretty good base of knowledge and it's still, still uh, overwhelming him. But just think of like English, like just the word no has a fucking K in it. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, yeah, those final letters are really kind of weird. And you wonder, like, why did he even keep them? Yeah. And, like, even the, the N-O-W part, it's still pretty suspect, but it's like, okay, maybe that signifies something about the pronunciation, but the K, you just got to accept the K and just, like, deal with that. Yeah, it must really suck. Still not as bad as French, though. Yeah, well, that, that's one thing the you guy... You got to keep masculine and feminine and all that stuff separate like right. yeah and i believe german has a third one as well a third gender like a neutral and uh yeah the way the the guy who oh, did so this, what's it like the one that is it yeah basically i guess yeah neither male or female but that's like its own specific thing that you also need to know and uh yeah the guy in this course it's interesting because like all those years in french school i mean obviously i question everything all the time and that was one of my first little baby's first question of like what is this all about can someone explain this and of course no one could because no one ever can that's one thing that's frustrating it doesn't matter if it's like weird religious stuff or french grammar nobody can fucking ever have a good explanation <laughs> not once but anyway uh what this guy in this language course said the way he explained that stuff is that it's ornamental it's like a gargoyle on the side of a church you know like it's doesn't help the construction of the building at all and if anything, it might fall off and kill somebody. <laughs> it might be pretty and it might be artful, but it's not useful. And it was nice that I was like, oh good, like just to get that confirmed that I wasn't the one who was wrong. This really is dumb and they really shouldn't do it. You just can't, you know, you just can't turn around the ship once it's already sailing. Yeah, well it is dumb to give every, everything has to be, okay, like I'm looking at this blanket here. Now why does this blanket have to be male or female? Yeah, yeah, it it's is. It's a blanket, for God's sake. Yeah, and, and I guess it is similar to, like, yeah, the, all the rules in English. It's like you just got to remember. But I do remember, like, I remember the first zero I ever got was on a French test. In grade four, it was, like, some kind of grammar-ass fucking bullshit. And I was, like, a little bothered just at the idea of getting a, a zero. Obviously, that was unpleasant. But... But I wasn't bothered that I didn't know the material, <laughs> you know? Like, to this day, my French grammar is real bad, and I don't give one fuck. Like, the, people can understand what I mean, and if all the nuances aren't right, I feel like that's on them. It's their language's fault <laughs> for all this stupid shit. <laughs> all these weird verb tenses and all the uh, masculine and feminine. And it's like, I, no, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna care about that. We need to turn that radio down to just too loud. But. Yeah, because I can't really hear it on this side. I can just hear people coming into the subway station. Yeah. Too much noise in this place tonight. Neil's upstairs with a TV blaring, the dog yapping, the radio's going on. <laughs> 
Yeah, my side, it's uh, it's better than it was last time, but it's still kind of bad. It's like there were these two, because I'm just at the entrance to the subway, so there's people coming in, the, in, in and out of the subway. There were these two people just like, you know, laughing with each other, having some big loud conversation. <laughs> and I just like, uh, I mean, I didn't get a lot of sleep last night either. I'm just in a, an ornery mood, but I just wanted to be like, hey, will you shut up? <laughs> but, but again, if I wasn't trying to record a podcast at a payphone, you know. I'm the one who's being unreasonable right now, doing a dumb thing. There was a show I was watching about, uh, I heard on uh, CBC the other day about words, and I can't remember what the words were, because most of the words that the guy was uh, correctly pronouncing, um, I already pronounced them like that. So I was thinking, right. like, who, who pronounces them the way he was doing it? But I, I think people do. Uh, pronounce is one of them. Um, how is it he was saying it? Pro, per, pronounce. Oh, pronounce or like library or something. <laughs> yeah, pronounce. He said, and, and he said, no, it's correct pronunciation. Pronounce. And I thought, that's what I say anyway. And yeah, library would be one, but that's not one he picked up. Um, there were a few others that, and they might, and the, the show was stationed in Central Canada, so I'm presuming that that's how a lot of. They, a lot of pronunciation is there like that's the words they were picking up and correcting them and when people would speak really fast you wouldn't notice that they were pronouncing them that way but um, yeah they were, they were fairly common words and I had to listen to them and say like, what is he saying oh yeah do, I, do people pronounce it like that Sometimes, I, uh, I mean, I do get stuff like that once in a while, like that uh, that video game book I wrote last year. I had Brad kind of do a quick proofread, and uh, the one word that I just had the wrong word was uh, marin. See, even now I'm not sure. Marinate? You know, like... To marinate, yeah. Okay, so I, because I, I can't even remember which one I had. I, I think I had marinade with a D, like marinade meat, marinate, but... Yeah, whatever one I used, I used the wrong one because I, I I'm not I'm not a big marinator. <laughs> the line of one that he picked up too was uh, mayonnaise. Right. Apparently, people say mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Yeah, mayonnaise. But, right, but I mean, what kind of? That's nitpicky though. It's like, what is he just trying to teach people how to sound like a nerd? You must say mayonnaise. Like, it was fuck that. Show. It was. Uh, what, what is that? Uh, <laughs> This is that it is, and it's real tongue-in-cheek. Okay. It's the last season, but they really are quite a good show because uh, when you're listening to it, it sounds like you're really listening to a real broadcast, <laughs> and you realize, oh, my God, this, this is ridiculous. It couldn't possibly be that. Okay, so at least, yeah, that's good, because, yeah, on the surface. Because that's one of the things, too, like, you know, you don't really think people like that really exist that are just, like, intolerably annoying. But there's a guy, there's this used bookstore that's called BMV. It's on like Queen Street. It's right across from Much Music. Like it's a pretty famous location, pretty well-known bookstore here in Toronto. And there's a guy who works there who has a fucking monocle. <laughs> like this single one monocle over his eye. And, uh, and he's annoying enough that I brought it up when I was hanging out with Ray. I'm like, man, I was at BMV and this guy, this fucking monocle guy, weird humorless monocle man. And Ray was like, I've dealt with the monocle guy. <laughs> like, and we were we were impressed that in a city as big as Toronto, this guy's so annoying. He's such a douchebag that like he's known people. Know him. Yeah. Man, speaking of that, so uh, uh, just as far as like I don't know fancy pants pronunciations and words and stuff. See, so remember I said I, I found the book of uh, Jewel in the Crown. Yeah. Well, uh, upon slightly further. Uh, 
research because it was like a pretty small book so I'm like okay this won't be so bad but it's actually book one of four so there's a lot it actually is a huge book in disguise but I uh, I had to make an executive decision and I was like no sir this book fuck this book <laughs> so I'm not gonna be bringing this book back and I, I just donated it back into the donate box because the first paragraph I, I took a picture of it I mean, I don't know if I'll bother reading it because it's just pretentious, but the first paragraph of the first page of the first chapter, it's one sentence, one long sentence is the whole first paragraph, and it is the most inscrutable, like, trying to sound smart dog shit I've ever seen in my fucking life. <laughs> it's just like, fuck this book, nope. So uh, I'm saving us both reading this well, piece of shit. I, I think I told you this before, when they made the TV series of that, like, I found that very, very hard to follow, and I've seen it, like, in bits and pieces twice. I don't think I've ever I've seen it, like, from start to finish, because it, it seemed to, oh, I don't know, it just kind of went on and went off in these kind of weird directions. It was kind of interesting, all the stuff about the independence of India, but it wasn't... It, it, it was just so well, yeah. like they'd start on some some road about uh, you know followers of Gandhi and how they were going to uh, get their independence and everything, and then they'd go off on these other weird tangents with these various people they were following, but they never seemed to follow them far enough to come to any resolution about them. I found it very very hard to follow. Yeah, maybe then. Yeah, maybe it's not so surprising that uh, that this book is like this. Then let me just because I took a picture because I couldn't believe. I, like how ridiculous this is of just like I mean it's an award winning book and stuff and they made a series about it it must be something to it but it really sounds like a like a a, a dumb person trying to sound smart let me just read you this first paragraph listen okay. it's, it's not going to make any sense though like this is just word salad and uh, and this is all one sentence there is a colon so you could technically call it two sentences but it's, it's basically one sentence okay Imagine, then, a flat landscape, dark for the moment, but even so conveying to a girl running in the still deeper shadow cast by the wall of the Bigagar Gardens an idea of immensity, of distance, such as years before Miss Crane had been conscious of standing where a lane ended and cultivation began. Colon, a different landscape, but also in the alluvial plain between the mountains of the north and the plateau of the south. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I would never bother reading that it's, book. It's uh, the worst. I went back and I really, I think I said that wrong, by the way, Bibigar Gardens, but whatever. I went back and I really parsed it carefully, and it's just, a chick was standing in a place and she thought of another place. That's it. That's all that sentence is. But it's, and I'm like, this, can this whole book possibly be that pretentious? I was just like, yeah, okay, nuts to this, like... Back in the donation box you go. That's like... Well, that explains then why it's so hard to follow on when they made the movie. It's like a joke, they right? Would, they would have cut through all those words, and even then it still was hard to kind of follow yeah. what was going on. Because, like, I know we've had discussions in the past about how, like, you're way more of a Shakespeare fan than I am. I just, I don't like the inscrutability of it. But at least it makes sense in Shakespeare's case. Like, it was almost a different language. It was so far back. This is only from, like, the 50s or something. There's no fucking excuse for that. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> and, it, yeah, just totally, just just smacks of, like, aren't I smart? Like, just pretentiousness. Like, look how adult this book is. Good luck reading this, stupid people. <laughs> just, like, ugh. <laughs> Terrible. 
so yeah nuts to that book well um uh, it, it was so convoluted that i wouldn't even bother trying to watch it and i remember when i first started watching that it was probably about 15 years ago and then uh and i watched quite a bit of it but i was like oh, hey whatever so then it was on again about maybe 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 three years ago and i thought you know what i should try it again but man Maybe it needs one of those, like, remember that show Dinner in a Movie, where they would just keep cutting in once in a while to, uh, the two hosts would just be, like, making a recipe, and they would just kind of talk about, like, hey, isn't this cool? We're watching Die Hard. But, yeah, they should do that with these really complicated things, and, like, okay, let me explain what just happened, <laughs> you know? Yeah, or I, there's, a, there's one that I watch sometime on Silver Screen Classics, and it's uh, the condensed version of... And they, they take a, a, like a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour two movie and they break it down into about 40 minutes. Nice. And you know what? Hey, comes across pretty good. Yeah. And they have a little break and the guy gives a little narration to kind of really tie it all together. And then they hop back into it again. Yeah, that's a great idea. Actually, me and Ray were just talking about that because we've been watching a lot of horror movies for this other, this horror movie podcast we started doing. And... Uh, Man, if every horror movie was 45 minutes long, they'd be great. Because they're always like, you know, there's just like, let's just have a scene of no one doing nothing. <laughs> for, just because we got we to gotta make this movie long enough. And yeah, for like the first half of every movie, nothing happens. Yeah, and they've got to have all the, the part in where they try to make you um, relate to the certain characters so that you'll emote with them later when something happens but half the time you're saying yeah who cares <laughs> yeah yeah get still, on with it. if you who can remember happens? like who if you cares can, about the love scene who cares about family life that's <laughs> like get on with it. the true test is yeah like as these characters get killed if you actually know what their name is then that's a quality film because <laughs> it's very very hard to know or to care but anyway yeah so uh again i just thought i'd check in and i guess uh i guess that's about it i gotta fucking get all my stuff packed up because I'm moving to, remember that I told you about that super far away Airbnb <laughs> that I was moving yeah. to? See, so yeah, I'm going there. Tomorrow is the big day, the big move day. And you'll be there right until... Yeah, that one's a long, long fail. haul. And then, uh, well then I've got my very last uh, week and a half or so in December. Uh, I actually got a place, it's right across the street from where my old apartment used to be here in Toronto, which is pretty cool. It's like actually a good location. Man, that was one thing that it kind of bummed me out is because uh, I'd kind of forgotten about this is I told my old roommate Craig, I was like, yeah, I found this place. It's only 500 bucks a month, even though it's almost in Pickering, you know, but at least it's cheap. And he reminded me that that's how much my rent was <laughs> when I lived with him all those years from like 2011 to 2014, whatever that was, 2010, maybe 2011. I don't know. For at least three years when I lived with Craig, yeah, my rent was only 500 bucks a month. And I was like, oh yeah, you're right. No wonder Toronto seemed sort of more fun back then. <laughs> like, it's just, and it's because he had that apartment already for quite a long time and he inherited it from some girls who had it before him. So like after we left, the price like doubled, you know, like they, it's some kind of thing where they can only raise the rent, you know, in increments until, until everybody moves out. <laughs> so. Maybe and then should. when a new person come in, they can charge whatever they want. Yeah, so uh, all those years that we hung on, I bet our landlady must have been like, God damn, I wish these guys would move out. Because, <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah, like 500 bucks a piece, five, five something for the three of us. And then when Matt moved in, there was four of us for a while. So, I mean, we were paying nothing. But I guess, you know, 
time time marches on. <laughs> so. Yep, time marches on, but we have not been in the dark here. Yeah, so that's cool. That's good. Yeah, so uh, I'm sure when I'm out uh, on the edge of Pickering, I'll probably give you some calls from out there because I'll have nothing else to do, assuming I can find some payphones. Oh, I guess that's yeah, one other one other little thing I wanted to mention because yeah, it's really weird out here. Like certain areas, there's no payphones at all, but then all of a sudden, there's a, a shit ton. Like this station has a whole bunch. And one thing I noticed, it's actually kind of cool. It kind of explains a little bit because you know we're obviously in this age where no one needs payphones, no one uses payphones. There's kind of no reason for them to exist anymore. But one thing, all these uh, phones at Warden Station, they have like a dedicated button on the phone that will directly call to one of those like suicide hotline type deals. And I just thought that was kind of cool, you know? It's just like if you are just, uh, you know, down in the dumps and you need to talk to somebody and you can just go to the weird anonymity of the subway station and uh, you just press a button and you can talk to somebody. I don't know, it's neat, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's providing your, if you're not so far down that you can't find a phone. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you totally, I mean, as long as you're at this station, you can't miss them. Like, there's like 16 phones in this station. <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> I wonder if it's too, like, I don't know that there's a, a ton of people that jump onto the tracks in Toronto, but there's got to be some. Maybe that's why they're all at the subway station. It's like, please mm. don't, please don't do this. <laughs> that happened to me one time in uh, Vancouver. I was just, uh, I remember it was when I was dating Erica and she called me right before while I was waiting for a subway and so I just didn't want to get on the subway until I was done talking to her and it was like just a nice normal conversation but I guess I was like I was just walking back and forth on the subway platform talking on the phone and a couple of trains came and went and somebody came out and like tapped me on the shoulder like a, a subway worker because I guess they watch the little cameras and I was, you know, exhibiting the signs of somebody who was gonna jump on the tracks because it's like, like they, you know, what if I was having a, an argument with somebody and I'm just like, well, take this, fuck you. <laughs> you know, just jump onto the track. But I was like, no, geez, oh, geez, like it didn't even occur to me. I'm like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to freak you guys out. <laughs> like I can see why this looks a little suspicious. But that was kind of an interesting little thing to learn that, yeah, like, somebody's always watching, even if it seems like there's nobody on the platform. Get over there to that phone. Press that button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah, so I'm glad you're all right. And uh, I guess I'm going to go. And uh, I'll talk to you again in, I don't know, probably a couple weeks. I'll try to, I'll try, I'll somehow try to build up some stories. I can't imagine. <laughs> what i'm sure it'll be this is going to be a boring ass month this really is where i'm I, like i was i was kind of on the fence of like should i stay in toronto should i uh go back to montreal should i go to fredericton early like i don't know i just had to make a decision so that my airbnbs would be cheap and i just picked to stay in toronto but yeah this next month man whew, i mean i've seen everyone i've hung out with everyone now i'm just <laughs> just still <Hang> <laughs> And now I've also kind of realized now that Brad's gone, he was really the guy I hung out with the most just because uh, I guess I've, no, I've been hanging out with Ray quite a bit. It's always just, it's the people that I knew when I was a kid, I guess. It's just... Yeah, like the people you knew from New Brunswick. Yeah, it's just easier to hang out with them, you know, and it just seems more comfortable because like, like everybody else, it's just, uh, it's a lot of work. This can go by. Um, yeah, you know, just organizing people to come do stuff. 
you know everybody's all busy and whatever it's just it's just easy to uh let it slide whereas yeah it just seems like it seems like it's that whole that vibe of you know just like the house in Fredericton and everybody would just come over and hang out and like you know yeah, you didn't have to go anywhere. They came here. Yeah, I remember, well, Ray even said, like, uh, well, Matt would always say, like, yeah, it was, your house was great. You don't even have to knock. You could just go in. And Ray was like, you know, there were a couple of times I went in to see if you were around and you weren't. So I made a sandwich and I just walked somewhere else. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know, right? It was great. What a great house. Um, yeah, and it's just that that vibe is still there of just, like, you know, just the, it's easier to hang out with people, I think, that have that... Uh, East Coast attitude of like you know doesn't we don't need to make plans we just do it and obviously they felt comfortable enough to come here all the time yeah yeah because <laughs> you they came here more than you went there right yeah well I mean that's true I mean I, I hung out at Terry's house quite a bit but yeah no, that's true it's not like everybody's house was uh, was that open and yeah, I guess but it was like at our house when we growing up. You know, everybody came to our house. But we always just figured it because there were so many people, so many people in our house. <laughs> yeah, what's a few more kids? Like, wouldn't even matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, all the kids all came. And, and you know what? And the other thing is, my mother never was one of these house-proud people. Like, kids could come trucking through with their boots on. They could leave their coats laying all over the place. Uh, there wasn't this rig hang up like, oh, say, hang up your coat, put your boots at the door, don't do don't drop things on the floor. <laughs> but I don't think I was like that either. I don't think I cared. Oh, certainly not. No, I mean, I really think the, uh, I mean, just the Hardings house across the street. Like, I mean, we still hung out with the Hardings quite a bit. Like, that was still pretty casual. But the feel of the houses was certainly different, you know, of the, just like, you know, the Hardings house is just immaculate. And it just, it doesn't feel like a house to me. It feels like a like a hotel or something. It's like, where's where's the house start? Where's the house part of this house? <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure uh, they probably feel the opposite of just like, you know, how come the uh, how come the McNatley residence is, <laughs> is like, when, when is this all gonna be organized? And it's like, what do you mean? <laughs> it's fine, this is how it is. I remember as a kid though, going up to this girl's house, I was, and I was probably only about six years old. And there, I got a well, we lived in a small house, and there were like eight or nine kids in that in that house. So there was always stuff all over the place. And, anyway, I went up to this. I've been to this girl's house many times before, and but it was always neat and tidy, and everything was in its place, and everything. But one day, we went upstairs. Oh my God! What a wreck! Oh really? It's just like our house, or maybe even worse. All this stuff, beds unmade, clothes laying all over the place. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, God, this is worse than our house. Man, that's interesting. So I guess the downstairs was just, you had to keep up appearances. I bet that... Pristine, you know, if, I mean, I'm, um, it was a, oh, just, yeah, one of those places where you hung up your coat, you took a boot off at the door, you didn't spill anything, you didn't eat food in there, and, you know, you didn't really feel really comfortable. And I don't know how I ended up upstairs with this little girl. Yeah, I bet the parents, if they knew you were up there, would probably be annoyed. Like, we're I can't mortified. Believe... Of course, I haven't home and told my family. <laughs> yeah, sure. You should see their house upstairs. What a wreck! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like you can hit a nice happy middle. I feel like, I mean, I guess everybody. I guess the point is how how everyone grew up is what they think is normal. But yeah, I feel like that house on Union is a pretty pretty good uh, pretty good middle ground. 
I mean, it helps too that that house is huge. It would probably feel more uh, disheveled if it was smaller. <laughs> but oh yeah, small house with a whole bunch of people in it. Yeah. And stuff all over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this place. Uh, if if we had to cram everything into about uh, a couple of rooms here, oh yeah, the place would be the total disheveled. <laughs> I guess too, I mean, I feel like animals, just because, you know, you've always had animals, and... Well, no, I mean, that's not true. I was gonna say that animals kind of... They kind of take the, uh... A certain amount of fancy-pantedness away from a house, because it's just, you know, how clean can it be? But then, I guess the Hardings had dogs, and you would never know. <laughs> you would never know that there were dogs in that house. <laughs> like, it was yeah, just immaculate. Yeah, everything was very clean in that house. Yeah. Where very is... organized. But Marianne also had a housekeeper who went in there, and... Oh, yeah, I guess, yeah. Yeah, she did, because it, it was the same girl that does their office. And it makes sense, too. I mean, yeah, Marianne is in, uh, what do you call it? Uh, something designer, interior designer? Yeah, interior designer. So I guess that makes sense, too. Yeah, like, it would be bizarre if her house didn't look like, but that is what it looks like. Her house looks like uh, like a model home. Like, yeah. <laughs> which I guess, now that I think about it, that totally makes sense, because, yeah, it'd be weird. You wouldn't want to hire this lady to do your internal interior design things if her house was all fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She has a party at her house or you go to pick up some files or whatever and her place is total dishevelment. <laughs> I remember though the Harding's house was the first time because there was like, you know, the, the master bedroom and, you know, that we just never went into until one weekend when Jeff and Marianne were away. So it's like, oh, I got to go into the the parents bathroom or whatever and it was the first time i never even knew this was a thing that i i found out about heated floors in a bathroom and so like when you get out of the shower your feet won't be cold because there's heating elements under the floor and i was just like i mean this is cool on the one hand but on the other hand that's ridiculous like come on i can kind of understand the heated toilet seat i don't even know if that's popular anymore but i remember for a while the heated toilet seat was a thing Oh, well, yeah, I think I'm gonna get rolling. It's one thing too, I don't know who, uh, whoever fucking listens to this, but uh, I can give them a little tip since I'm always, uh, always need to pee all the time. <laughs> and I just had a big coffee before I called you. Is uh, even though this Warden Station place, like this is where all the buses come and like it's one of the huge stations and it's all, all built up and stuff. But across the street from here, there's like a, a little path through the woods, but it's not lit. So at night it's just pitch black, no one uses it. And I'm gonna go over there and I'm gonna pee. <laughs> it's like the perfect place to pee if you're in the Warden Avenue vicinity. It gets my seal of approval. Oh, I told you about how our big sewer pipe burst in the basement. Yeah, yeah. And we had all that blood. Well, speaking of uh, bathrooms and how to deal with things, I would never have thought of this, but I gotta give it to your father. We couldn't use the flush, eh, until we got the pipe fixed. Right. So, uh, <laughs> so. He'd been going down to the office and doing his business. So then he was saying to me, well, I shouldn't be saying this in here, but I went out in the backyard and I dug a, I dug a hole and I did mine in there and covered it up. He said, oh, I didn't do that. He said, I took a bag. Wait, did... He a bag over the toilet seat. Oh, right. He sat in comfort in his business. Tied up the bag, threw it in garbage. Yeah, I remember actually I had to do that once. That uh, apartment I used to live in in downtown Toronto where I lived with that Josephine woman for the year or whatever where I just slept on her couch. 
Yeah, I had to do that once because she was in the shower and I was like, I don't know how long she's gonna take, but I just couldn't hold it. So I did that same thing. Like I, I put a bag over, like a couple of plastic bags to be on the safe side in a, a waste paper basket and then I, and I put water in it and yeah, you just used it like a little toilet and then I took the whole gross mess straight to the garbage chute uh, for the for the building and yeah, no one was the wiser, but, but I really... Well. I mean, I I wouldn't have thought of that. No. I was thinking, oh my God, we can't use the toilet here, and I don't really want to go out of the office. If I just went down back, mine shit with a shovel, and I dug a hole. But it's not the most comfortable thing. So when he said about how he just bagged over the toilet seat, it was quite comfortable. Yeah. I said, man, you were getting a good idea. You got a little too close to nature, like <laughs> a little too too back to the roots of how things used to be. <laughs> Yeah, no, I really felt like, yeah, because I, I had never thought about that either until that moment. Like, I felt like I was in a Mission Impossible episode or something. I'm just like, I don't know what to do. Like, I can't, I have to use the bathroom right now. And that, that I came up with that, I was pretty proud of myself. But, yeah, so I guess... It like, must run in the male, yeah, the like, male McDowell part of the family. Like father, like son, yeah, totally. <laughs> nice, well, <laughs> on that note, that's a good note to end on. That's educational. That can help anybody. Yeah. If you can't find some woods, then uh, <laughs> you know, the garbage bag technique or the yeah, plastic bag. If you bag. want to seat comfort, just uh, do it right on the flush itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, even if you just never have water ever again, you know, you can probably make that work. You can just, like, that could be a way of life. It's not so bad. It's the sitting part, yeah, that really makes it convenient, that makes it a modern miracle. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, next time I talk to you, I'll be uh, bordering Pickering, and I'll tell you my exciting adventures then. Okay. Okay. All right. Talk bye. Talk to you later. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye.